This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Welcome to a brand new, a marvelous edition of Off the Break Podcast here. Uh-huh. See I like what it. I did there? I like it. You brought it. I like it. I, I, think, I think you're bringing back the puns for the intros very well now. Yeah, thank you. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> you're doing a marvelous job. <laughs> I can do it too. It's easy. No, it's not. It's very hard. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How was your week? <laughs> I think it's been better than yours. I know. It's been <laughs> like it has week. every week yeah. this year. Yeah. This this month. It's been a it's, we've been on the struggle bus the last couple of weeks, but feels like the air is clearing. We have a Marvel movie in theaters. Yeah. Next week we've got five titles that are all A titles. Yep. Thanksgiving is coming up. I'm gonna yeah. be on the gravy train. Yeah. Time to, to Turkey Town. Time to put some butts in seats and make things happen for theaters. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, that actor strike, it's all done. It's all done. It's over. He, we did it, everyone. We can get Timothy Chalamet, you know, out there talking about Dune now. Oh, immediately. Yeah, it get was, him out. And talk you know about, what the Marvels come to Dune. What the What are you doing? Wonka. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Cody? <laughs> yes. Wonka, you waiting for? <laughs> I can't Start doing that these one works. bad puns that don't work. <laughs> I don't know. I like the Wonka one. working for Kyle. I like the Wonka one. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the actor strike got wrapped up. Um, I haven't heard any official details yet about the, um, like, how much of a better pay bump they're getting, about what the residuals look like for streaming. I have heard rumblings online that, like, when it comes to AI, there's better protections for actors. So that way it probably would mean they have more of a choice in letting themselves be like scanned and being for, used for, for three work. years for for three and, years and this deal is for three years so that's the only thing that we know about this deal at this point but at least this means that like the marketing machine can come on put your phone away I, it was away <laughs> they heard that and it was kind of loud how dare kind you of know? loud <laughs> um but anyway yeah it is for three years but hopefully things will go better beyond those three years but at the very least um the actress will be back with the old marketing machine Ooh. moving for especially for these titles that are coming and out there's, here you know and a few because the strike is over now a few productions like deadpool resumed mm-hmm. now it is the holidays and i doubt that they're going to be filming deadpool over thanksgiving and christmas so it's right. probably in the grand scheme of things didn't really help a lot. like the timing of it was not you almost kind of wish it Begin, like the talks ended yeah. in January. Right. <laughs> Looking back on it, I mean, it doesn't make well. that much it of did, a difference. Yeah. But at least it gets things where we can get things it, scheduled. Mm-hmm. Positive, things, yeah. yeah. And, and, and l- at least and on the promotion front, we've got them back promoting yeah. things, right. which is always really good for the films. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I saw about the AI was hilarious. That they oh were asking people to to get get scanned so that they could use their image their their selves into perpetuity for a one-time fee. Yeah. Which, one-time flat fee. Which seems right. insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what the studios wanted. We just want your face and your voice 
forever forever for fifty dollars. And here's the check. Like <laughs> who who is signing up for this? Like who is the person? Well, they're they're probably tricking them. Yeah, was probably what was happening. They're like, here, just sign this and let us take a photo of you. No reason. Right. Also, speaking to this microphone. Right. Yeah. Which is not outside their normal duties, so they probably didn't think anything of but it. But it was just, yeah. it just it, seemed insane when you read it. It reminds me of like the comic book deals in like the 60s and 70s, where the really old school ones where they said they were works for hire, mm-hmm. and that the people came up with the characters and the vision and all the storylines, but they didn't actually own it. The comic book companies owned it yeah. because it was a work for hire. Oh, I yeah. feel like they're trying to do the same thing like, with or, your face or like Rick. with somebody's face. They're like, yep. we own this now. It was like, yeah. Like people always talk about bad record deals. Yeah. It was like that, but with you, you. <laughs> I just signed away me. Yeah. I just signed away me. It's for... not one day. It's not someone you see in the movie. It would be you. Yeah. <laughs> and I get like the the idea behind people who have like health issues, like Bruce Willis, estates right. of people that have passed away that they want to mm-hmm. like. Who who knows the just famous actors of yesteryear. Well, a few the... years ago, we had an episode of the podcast. I'm trying to remember what number exactly, but we did have a conversation about this involving James Dean, I think. Yeah. Because I think there was, like, some um, foreign tech company that was thinking about, like, trying to make movies, and it would involve, like, recreating, like, the look of James Dean. They would just have someone in place and then... Mm -hmm. And then put his James Dean digital face over it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So this has been, like... Which is, I mean, I I, and I get why... It's creepy. I get why it exists, like you want to capitalize on these names and these people and mm-hmm. understand why it exists. But what the studios are like, we need 50 C level actors. So we never have to pay an extra ever again. Yeah. That's basically all. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to smoke this. Like, could you imagine watching a movie and seeing like, and knowing that everybody is, or digital? seeing somebody you recognized in the background, like, Say Brad Matt, Pitt. Wasn't that Matt Damon? Didn't he yeah. die five years ago? Like just wandering in the background because they don't have Because extras. they don't have to pay extra for yeah. him. So you have a, a movie that has I, only A-list celebrities like right. flipping burgers at the diner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that I heard online that there was a Disney Plus movie. I don't know what the name of it was, but they did have like AI background actors they probably had them digitally scanned. You couldn't really mm-hmm. tell who it was exactly. It could be anyone, mm-hmm. but just their movements were just so blatantly different compared to everyone <laughs> else's. Just the most robotic movements. Like the faces are just so dead. You can't even recognize like an actual soul in them. Because <laughs> there's not one. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, unless you have something like monsters or supernatural creatures or something you were going to digitize anyways. CGI. Like, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't. It's just it gross. doesn't work. No, and I think that audiences at this point are clamoring for something authentic, and I think Disney, yeah. in particular, because we've talked about this, has a real issue because they can't make a live action movie even without like special effects and CGI and these fake either fake backgrounds or fake people or fake looks, mm-hmm. <coughs> and and I just do think that audiences really do want something authentic and the more that you have this facade this false facade on things the more the audiences i think will eventually be turned off by yeah. that i think they're recognizing <coughs> fakeness 
Marvel's open to six million dollars last Hooray! night. In Everything's okay. <laughs> yes. Thursday Good. night previews, shop, solid shop. number. Yeah. Um, Disney's great. <laughs> right, Cody? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> no, Disney's been really wonderful and flexible with the booking of Marvels. It just feels, you know, like a new, a, a new relationship. I think with the bookings and stuff on that. So they That's actually good. have been really wonderful, especially for the little towns on this picture. So But they they they've tempered their expectations yeah. on this without having the big Disney grandstanding. You have to hold this forever. Right. Through the end of time. Now Otherwise that seems weird to hear. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel weird, but it may I think that they're just coming to the realization of what the value of their properties are. And they, I'm not they have to rebuild not valuable. But, but they have mm-hmm. to rebuild the Marvel franchise to create what they created once before. Right. You can't you can't continue to build build the biggest film of all time or second biggest. Yeah. And yeah. then and then expect it to just continue going up. Yeah. Like that's not how it works. There there's must a, be more There's the right? other side of the mountain. You have yeah. to go down. You have to decrease and then you have to build another empire. Yeah. I mean, they can still be Marvels. I still feel that the Marvel universe has a lot of financial value to theaters. Oh, for we sure. We just have to <laughs> temper re- expectations. We have to recreate it without rebooting it. Yep. You have to get new audiences in, get them excited, and start over. You have to build from the ground up again. And it and, might, and it, oh, sorry, I can't. And this could it. be, and this could be a real stepping stone, which we thought maybe Shang Chi was. Yeah. We knew um, Guardians Three wasn't because it was the end of James Gunn. Right. We knew that. Uh, what was the? Ant Man. Ant Man. We knew Ant Man wasn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it wasn't. <laughs> Right. Thor Wolf. wasn't. That was kind then, of at the end. And then Jonathan got in Major's trouble. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Um, so, Kyle, did you get it? Yeah. No, I got it. I just, <laughs> There's no reaction. No, so. I just had nothing he's to say. Out, he's burnt out on my puns already. <laughs> no. I've gotten to oh, five. I thought and he's that like, was really good. That was my favorite no, one. No, I, I just. I, <laughs> that was my that, favorite. That one didn't do it for me. But a $6 million Thursday is nothing to scoff at. That's no. a solid number. And It is. A super. I think. Um, I was telling a colleague, I think anything over $5 million mm-hmm. is is really good. That shows interest and that shows that it's probably going to be number one that weekend. Anything less than $5 million, whew, that's that's rough. Wait, five or 50? Five. Th- to, for so, Thursday night previews. Oh, for the previews. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. My bad. So six, because we haven't, I mean, we've seen anywhere from six to 10 and 10 obviously being bigger mm-hmm. but we haven't seen anything above that mm-hmm. and it's really been consistently on the number one openings the six seven eight million you know like that seven range sure so i feel like this is right there with them yeah but, no this is a pleasant surprise of an opening and we'll take it yeah mm-hmm. oh we needed it this weekend so bad yeah so good start to november too i mean there's other titles not just for this demographic with the lights mm-hmm. of hunger games but also for families too like after seeing marvels with their kids who I think skew on the younger side when it comes to like this part of the franchise, but yeah. Trolls and Wish is coming out soon, so that could also be a good bump of oh, yeah. continually coming back, I would think. Right. Yeah. And then we had uh <clears throat> Kyle went and viewed the art picture of November. Priscilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was it? Uh excellent. It is not gonna be like Baz Lerman's Elvis, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It was funny coming out of my screening, there was two guys, um, Younger than me, probably early 20s, I would think. But they came out, and as we were leaving, we just heard them behind us going, 
well, that was not what I expected. <laughs> and one of them was like, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be the other Elvis movie, but wow. <laughs> just because it was so. It's mostly about her. Her and, so and just being isolated yeah. at yeah. the Elvis estate uh, while he's, you know, being a rock star and, and it's not being good. A24 <laughs> right. doesn't make happy-go-lucky movies. No. no. <laughs> and the trailer wasn't that either. It no. was just, yeah, it's going to draw in Elvis people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're going to get all the music and the fun of Elvis. Nope. Or, or not. blind to not the not-so-good things about Elvis, yeah. perhaps. Right. And then they'll be like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he might not have been all that good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's kind of what this movie is about. It's about um, Priscilla's point of view with how she was treated when she got together with Elvis. Um, it does do do a good job of balancing the fine line of, having us see like what she was drawn to about Elvis, like the good parts that were there about Elvis that she fell for. But ultimately it is about like the way she was treated, not just him, but just the staff that um, also worked alongside Elvis and just how he kind of kept her in isolation. So that way she can just be the kind of trophy household wife of sorts while he can also have that, but live the rock star life. That's supposed to be the whole persona. Yeah. So yeah, it was just really great how they just showed her having to grow up really fast, unfortunately, and having to deal with these um, almost traumatic experiences that she had. But at the same time, it balances out well with showing um, some of the good elements that came out of the romance. Like, there was something about Elvis that was good there, but he did feel like with so much, like, on him that that could be why he acted out towards her the way that he did, but it also doesn't excuse it at the same right. time. So I don't think you could ever fully grasp like his level of fame and the pressure and no. the, how isolating that is for him. And yet he still has to go out and perform and be this person, this persona. So there's just a whole dynamic there that is just very hard to grasp. I think. Yeah. And I think she also didn't grasp it herself. I think the yeah. movie does a great job at explaining that. Like, because she unfortunately was kept trapped on the estate and he had her within a tight grip that she had to learn to break free of. But um, I think the I, this is based on the, the book that she wrote about this experience right. as well. So I think between the book, I would imagine, and the way the movie illustrates this scenario, it does just a good job at, again, not, you know, discrediting or just shoving away like the tragic and, bad stuff that went on in the relationship but also just like the little bit of wiggle room of like here is stuff happening in elvis's life that contributed towards yeah. um these bad things so i don't know just a very impressive tightrope between the two but just really does a great job at giving priscilla the spotlight in her events as she was married with him and just another one of these movies in november that fits an entirely different demographic yeah, yeah. which is awesome to have right yeah. here my it screen was... was filled, it seemed like. Not the biggest theater, obviously. It's one of the right. smaller ones. But even still, it's a good no, uh, it sol Solid placement from A24, putting it a week before Marvel's and two weeks before everything comes out. Yeah. So they got a chance at it. And if we didn't have the excitement of Taylor Swift and Killers of the Flower Moon and Freddy's, like it, it would have gotten lost in the shuffle in October. Yeah. So it was just perfect placement to get it in before the holidays and then 
you know, the A24 is always super flexible and, you know, in big complexes, this should hold a show through November. It should. It should. If it, but it, there's so in theory, many, in theory, <laughs> but there's so Correct. much product on that seven between the 17th and the 22nd that it's going to be a struggle. Well, the 10th and mm. the 22nd is, is 12 days. Yeah. We have nine movies in 12 days. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, so it's you wild. You think a 10 plex? Which is a, a big complex. That's yeah. one film per screen. Per screen and one thing held over if if, if you can. And that's yeah. holding that over is uh, Killers of the Flower Moon or Freddy's. Or, God forbid, Taylor Swift is still number one in a lot of these spots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't discount Taylor in that scenario. No. It's, it's still going to be there. It's going to play so in these places. you until... like over tens to keep some of the stuff going yeah like the solid films yeah yeah so not one is really a bad choice i would say no they're all good movies yeah (sighs) no this is great this is much better than where were we at for those few months there well that's the good placement part of our podcast today now i want to talk about a bad schedule change that i saw (laughs) yeah so coming off the heels of the strike ending, Sony has pushed back Venom 3 from July 12, 2024 to November 8th, 2024. Um, I think they forgot October is a month. Right. And it's a very good month for this title, as it we've seen two times over. This title should be in. I... <laughs> I just, this the is fact so that it was in July is silly. That that was dumb. This is not it's a, a dark movie. This it's is not a summer movie. Yeah, this is not a summer blockbuster movie. No matter how big they like, they think it is, but and it opens. Then they put it in the holiday corridor, which is you also not what this is. No, you don't want these movies. Like you can't take grandma to this. So this is not a Thanksgiving movie. So don't put it in November. And the first two were October. Yeah. And- they and, could have had the whole month of October. Why are they doing this to us again? I will say there is Joker 2 at the start of it, but I mean at the tail end of October, like but maybe around Halloween could you have or done two weeks two, after. Two weeks of Joker into two weeks of Venom. I kind of think you it's could. Warner Brothers. I mean they're they're competitive studios. You could have opened one, then open one the next week. For and the same audience. Yeah, one's rated well, no, one's rated R, one's PG thirteen. I would do the two and then I yeah. I would have but, done Venom mid October. You would something. have gone it through Halloween and then that first if week you, in if you November, go, which is always like it pads on a third extra good lucrative week. Warner Brothers put Joker in October? That's crazy. Oh weird. Why? What because it was the biggest October movie of all time? <laughs> yeah. They, they were like, oh, we're, and we're then sticking so, with this. And then Sony <laughs> sees two Venom 1 and Venom 2 as two of the top five or top seven movies yeah. in October. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll put it in November. Yeah. First, we'll put it in July, and then we'll move it to November and trick them. Trick them. I mean, who knows? Maybe they change their mind and move it to October. I don't yeah. know. I that's just what it's looking back. like right it now. It just well, seems... We'll give them time. <laughs> it, yeah. No. That's why this, this segment is always sponsored by Sony Pictures, because <laughs> yeah. they love their date changes more than most. Um, but you had some from Disney, you said, too, this week? Yeah, Disney did come in at the last minute with their own changes. Um, we'll start, excuse me, we'll start off with the Mufasa movie being pushed back from July 5th, 2024 to December 20th, 2024. So much better. They, I was really worried when, because, you know, we often look ahead and we kind of gauge what we're doing and we were looking by studio and that July date is going to be owned by Despicable Me. Like that is Lion, Lion King's minions. a summer movie, yeah. but if it's not summer, Christmas. Christmas, yeah. And Mufasa it, sounds important, but I'm, but I don't think Mufasa was going to be able to go up against the minions and no, Despicable no. Me, and so 
It's such a good move on Disney's no. part. If it's not the Lion King remake, no, it's not going to Animated happen. or family titles at Christmas to run through the first quarter of the year. Yep. Which Universal's done the last two years. Yeah. With Sing 2 and, and uh, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Now they're doing it again with, with migration. migration. Like, that's where the money is running these right. films for 12, 14 weeks. Yeah, like because they will hold no, on forever. Right, because there's never a kid's product in January or February. Yep. You might you might get one in a March. But that look, there's two months there. Plus, you got the Christmas opening weekend. Yeah, you weekend. got the big Christmas opening, and then you have eight weeks of uninterrupted PG. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> everybody's worried about the Oscars. The Oscars. The award season. Yeah. Hey, Mufasa could be an Oscar contender, too. Right. But I just <laughs> think that that's such a good move. On their part. Mufasa. Get it away from Minions because really that's all the little kids are going to want to see. Yeah. Uh, and they also moved three of their, no, sorry, four of their upcoming Marvel movies. Uh, for starters, we have the Thunderbolts, which got pushed back from December 20th, 2024 to July 25th, 2025. We then have Captain America 4 being pushed back from July 26th, 2024 to February 14th, 2025. February. Ooh, February. Blade is being pushed back from that February 14th date in 2025 to November 7th, 2025. That makes sense. I don't even think they started filming that. I was going to say, is that even happening anymore? Because they... Mm. I I thought that one of the key (laughs) players of that has recently left. I think he almost did. The writer? I think... Mahershala Ali, who stars in it, almost yeah. did. And he's, that's just and what he's uh, they've pushed that back so many times. He's lost a lot of his shine. Like I haven't seen him in anything in a very long time. Yeah, his second Oscar nomination was 2018. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they had an opportunity and was like, yeah, we'll just wait on this one. And then Deadpool three got pushed back yeah. from March. Oh, wait, I almost I, lost. May third, twenty twenty four, to July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. So it's looking yeah. like from Disney. We're only going to have one of their Marvel movies coming out this year. Yeah, but the or, big or one. this next year. I'm really hoping the that. The biggest could, one. Yeah. I'm really hoping that that stays. I think hopefully it's all hands on deck to get this thing filmed and done so that they can make that. So and that I think that's a good move, too. It's probably the farthest along. Ryan Reynolds can just promote the hell out of this thing. Yeah. Spend two months on, uh, you know, just road tripping like a promotion bender yeah Yeah. absolutely that's That's what they have to do and he's and they're both producers on it i would assume so there's going to be this oh of course huge amount of benefit for them to do this and Mm -hmm. to make this you know there's there's no reason why this shouldn't be one of the biggest marvel movies of all time right with all the excitement around it yeah 2024 is going to be interesting i mean disney is only going to have this one marvel title sony has three i believe in 2024 and then joker 2 from warner bros so right a little uh, not as many superhero titles especially no. from disney i think it's coming i think 2024 is going to end up being a lean year because yeah. of all the strikes and <clears throat> and uh production we, and we issues from covid and right and we don't know up. still how the um unionization of the special effects and the animation departments is going to affect things True. where that's going mm-hmm. so that's still kind of an unknown at this point so I do see a thinning out, but there's there was still plenty of product that was finished that can now be promoted that I think the studios will still keep. And you never know what comes up. You know, distribution deals come up all the time. They, we could throw a bunch of new films in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of new films, they announced uh, Nintendo's Zelda 
yeah, Legend of Zelda is going to get a live action uh, remake or film. It's not a remake. It's, it's a, a remake. new live, one. Live action, though. I thought yeah. Illumination only did animated <laughs> they, they movies. Do. And they are good with Mario, apparently. They're, so they're only doing Mario? They're only doing Mario at this so point. So then who has the live action Legend of Zelda? Who's making that movie? Sony out Whoa. of all studios. Fishy. It does seem so when suspicious. Doesn't, doesn't Sony have playstation which is a massive competitor to nintendo i mean it didn't when hearing this story it didn't surprise me at first because i was like oh sony playstation nintendo's probably playstation right i'm not huge gamer so i'm like yeah sure the wires cross it makes sense but cody made the point that like no nintendo has zelda but also mario which is what you know became like one of the biggest movies of last year so you would think Universal right. would still want to keep hold of this. I know that Universal was very intent on wooing Nintendo because they have a lot of IP and a lot of it lends itself to animation. Mm. You know, like not just the Mario characters, but you've got Kirby and, you know, like it's literally, Luigi's Haunted Mansion. But like, literally there's lots everything. Of Duck Hunter. Literally yeah, everything Kyle's Nintendo is colorful and right. it is animated. They don't try yeah. to make things realistic. No. <laughs> So they learned not to do that. Yeah, they <laughs> moved on from that. So it was surprising. So I know that you just assumed, and Universal did a great job. Like they got it to the billion dollar mark. They got it over the line, oh, the yeah. threshold of what what it was. So you would have just assumed that they would have had the next title. Um, but no, it's going to be live action. It's going to go with Sony. Um, I think the producer on it is the same guy that produced that really had Zelda and really is getting it across the line to getting made. Mm-hmm. He's the same guy that has produced all the Spider-Mans. The Tom Holland Spider-Mans. Yeah, yeah I think and he's the Spider-Verses. Spider-verse. Yeah. He's worked so, closely with Sony and Marvel before. So given that connection, it makes so much sense why it's going with Sony now. Yeah. Um, and it probably will be a like an IP decision, uh, you know, which distributor makes the most sense for the characters that they're going to be developing. Sure. And I'm, and Sony would probably like to have another IP centric. Um, oh yeah. Another franchise franchise in their back pocket. Mm. So yeah, it, it we're joking, but like right. there's nothing really all that suspicious by yeah. all this, but I was just, actually surprised. Yeah. It, it is really... a surprise, but when you read like the details and like right. seeing the producer and the connections, sure. It, it makes sense. Right. There's nothing weird going on. It just, I usually don't care about when you get these notices like we're gonna make this in this movie. Okay, that's gonna be like a variety. Couple, you ignore yeah, it. It's a couple mm. years from now. It right. does not affect me right now, and I will only care about this movie when it comes out and when I want to book it in movie theaters. But you so, like the Zelda games, so, so I like this. I I've gotten into the Zelda games recently. It's fun. It was. It just piqued my. It piqued my interest because it said it was going with Sony and not with Universal, and I'm like whoa is there something here to that like yeah. i just was like that does fishy the- yeah i got I was like what happened like like i'm gonna dig up some juicy dirt yeah <laughs> on the back end of something i kinda, like i was looking for gossip on this sure i kind of wish that it was juicy yeah well juicy for one because that's fun but um then it was also animated just because i think sony animation has done well with the spider-man movies oh, why yeah. not try to do that with zelda um but I'm sure it'll come out fine either right. way. Yeah. Like, I, it's not impossible to do a live action, but animation's fun. And we need more right. kid 
friendly so titles much more in the animation realm. animated product. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we always will want more of that anyway. Well, like and six a year, and that's such a crazy number. Sony with Spider-Verse made you realize that you could have animated films that really appeal to adults. Like, mm-hmm. on a, in, you know, it was they're not just for little kids. Mm-hmm. And then we say that about films, but I really felt like Spider-Verse really crossed that line, like where you really wanted an adult animated title that wasn't like a raunchy, like, sausage party right, right. or something crazy that's like for adults yeah that... it's for all ages mainly yeah. for younger audiences first but inviting right. enough for older audiences well no just maybe even not even for younger audiences that animated style that's maybe you know pre-teens and up oh okay for mm. adults but gotcha, that gotcha. is accessible because it's looks well, so good well speaking of those audiences for pre-teens and up <laughs> accessible for audiences Cody got a trailer this week that she's very excited about. I did get excited about it. The new Ghostbusters trailer. Frozen Kingdom. Frozen Empire or something like that. Frozen something. Frozen 3? I guess I... (laughs) (laughs) Frozen. Let it go. I'll double check now. But it's a new new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, There was some talk here in the Mm -hmm. office if this movie was even happening because we had heard nothing on it. There was no name. There was no trailer. There was not even a publicity stills. Usually we get... I didn't know if the cast was coming back yeah. from the last movie. We didn't know a cast. We had zero information other than go- new Ghostbusters movie coming out. And on Ivan Reitman's son. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, is this is this even happening? And then all of a sudden... Actually, he's not even directing it. He's not? I just looked at he's it. He's just producing it? He only, he's producing, probably. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea who directed this. Oh, my this. gosh. So, so, yeah. So we... We're shocked then to get this trailer and Kyle viewed it first and he, his reaction was a little meh. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm not going to like it. If Kyle's not going to like it. Well, I I got very excited over it. I, we've talked about this many times over, but I have this thing about Ghostbusters where it's, I don't feel that it's a franchise. Like I know that there's comics and I don't know, games shows. There was cartoons in the past and, you know, growing up with the first movie, you probably, as like, you know, younger yeah. or a teenager, probably enjoyed that. But, and that's the the excuse that you could probably make to being like, oh, there's a franchise and there's so much you can explore with this. And it's like, I don't know, I only watched the first movie and it's only just the goofy comedy that clearly they're making it out to be and not like this serious franchise. We're not world building here. World building yeah. epic yeah. that they've are trying to do with these past two movies. I did like Ghostbusters Afterlife more than I thought I did, but I think I liked the first two thirds of it because um, of the coming of age angle of like discovering like ghosts and like what you can do to combat them. And um, I don't know, just like the, the mystery of it, just that was the interesting part. I didn't really care that it was like also Ghostbusters connected kind of sort of, but this one here, I just so I still get that same reaction of like I just don't care that it's connected to Ghostbusters, so like it's just not going to connect with me anyway. I will say I didn't love the addition of Patton Oswalt. Not that I got anything against him or anything like that. I just found his voice annoying in this trailer. <laughs> I was like I, I don't think he needed to be in there. But um, what I really found intriguing was the idea, the new concept of like the Ice. the death. The death, the cold, death cold, and the what, what history. <laughs> the deadly cold. The deadly cold, <laughs> and like the, like, we'll just, 
the breadth of that and like what the mystery of that thing is and the super I think I what I feel has been missing from these movies is maybe more of the history or mythology that goes into maybe why go the ghost is there like couldn't we have found out more about Zool in the first ones probably there's some richness there of see now you i'm glazing over right now yeah. really? this is stuff i don't yeah. care I about snore that stuff. i if like them being been, funny chasing ghosts i want more tomb raidery like let's solve a mystery in the past sure no i think the beginning of the trailer was good because it reminded me of like the events leading up to like a world destruction chaos type movie and it had like that mystery of like i don't know what this is what could this be and then you see the ghostbusters logo and you're just like oh okay yeah i do like that they're back in new york i didn't sure the farm-esque of midwest farm was kind of boring so i do like that they're back in new york Mm -hmm. and that it's not a new york centric thing i don't think but it's Probably it could going, be. It, it's going Who knows? to be. I kind of like the mystery of it all. The the entire city froze. It's going to be in New York. No, I, I meant would... like the like the previous ghost in the first series. Zool was like a the, you know a tower trying to get to them. Like it felt very much a New York thing. Whereas this could be anywhere, but they just happens to be in New York. Oh, okay then. All right, Ken. He obviously <sighs> loved it. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited. Kyle's a little meh. What did Ken think? It's terrible. The trailer's horrible. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to point out something that is not on anybody's radar right now, but it is going to be the hottest point of contention for this movie. And is that this whole thing, this whole movie is like an allegory for climate change that is going to be put in people's faces. If a movie has weather as its main point of contention, it's going to be bad you can't you can't fight weather you can't no it's a ghost no it's not <laughs> it's a ghost and no they, it, they freeze it, yeah. people to death yeah correct i understand I that we can get but through it. it's a they ghost that controls the weather what if it's <sighs> what if it's not controlling the weather but they only control cold it's even worse. I know, but that's but he, no, huh? it's that's gonna, the loophole. There's going to be right. people that are upset because it's, it's one. It talks about climate change, and then everyone across the board is going to be upset because it's just a bad movie. But isn't <laughs> that interesting world building? A ghost that has freezing powers. Like I want to know how, who the ghost this, is. This like, ghost what, that, what is the story behind the ghost that, that? Yeah. really buys into what CNN has on <laughs> the news at twelve thirty? No, I hope the ghost is some like. I'm trying to cool the earth. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if it was some like ancient priestess and somebody no. unlocked it and then that was their yeah. power? What you're talking about? That. What I you're talking that. about is the first Suicide Squad and <laughs> nobody oh. cares, Cody. Well, um, what was <laughs> if it's an inventor from the 1800s that their experiment went bad and now they have the no or this... a historian? Or... No, we're good. No, no we're I, all right. I like all that stuff. That's what I want from this. No, I want, I would rather I want see. I a Scooby-Doo mystery again. I'd rather I see the Dan all. Ernie and Bill to come back. Yeah, I'd rather see the all female, female Ghostbusters again. No. Was, <laughs> and then have Dan Aykroyd so do a cameo. Those those three just look, <laughs> just, they look like they don't want to be there. I'll take that back though. Dan looks like he wants to be there. I think the other two. Ernie Hudson needs to be there well, he needs to be there but <laughs> he needs i'm sure to be even there. he would be like i'd rather sign autographs to do this <laughs> yeah i'd rather go to comic-con yeah for the 45th time in a row yeah <sighs> yeah it's just, i don't know i think it's just weather cannot be a major component in a movie unless the movie is specifically about the weather mm-hmm. 
it's, you know, it's, I, I'm was not that buying the, this. Was that the premise of Day the Earth Stood Still? Yeah, but of movies like Hurricane Heist, of Twister, like right. movies that have weather in the title. And it's realistic weather. It's not like, a ghost did it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I'm still, like, kind of excited. Word a ghost crossing. did it? Who is this ghost? Like, <laughs> It gets me kind of jazzed. I feel like you'll be disappointed. <laughs> I'm already, I'm, I'm already disappointed. I'm probably building up this like a grand, like you, epic mystery in my head. But that's the thing. Of... Ghostbusters is not that. It's not grand. Yeah, but the main characters in the first ones were scientists, were historians. Had they were fired scientists. They, they were, were bad scientists. scientists. They were bad scientists. They and they had, stumbled onto They ghosts. had knowledge of... They guessed a lot. They, that was guess. They did their research. Even one of them did research. Literally, the library see it as them going, holy crap, we were right? <laughs> yeah, they're shocked. And then they were like, capitalize, money. The, like the, it's... the whole movie, they're shocked that they're getting away with this. And then the second one, they're shocked that they are they got in trouble for this. <laughs> like, why is this still happening? This is crazy. And that's, And that's what's missing from these movies. Instead, it has to be. I know. I don't know. Cody, something Cody else. wants it to be um, epic. Cla- Clash of the Titans here. <laughs> <laughs> Raider, I think. Let's see a fire ghost team up with the ice ghost, and then the Ghostbusters have to fight. We get them. we get the fire ghost on our side. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's the. <laughs> and then he's fight. redeemed, and he's no longer a fire ghost, and, oh, but God. he gets to go into the spirit in the afterlife. <laughs> so on that note, we're taking this podcast into the afterlife for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Hope everybody has a great week. Has lots of butts and seats for Marvels and Journey to Bethlehem. Yep. And we'll be looking forward to the next 12 days of moviedom. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Just getting buried in in bookings and films and new movies and hopefully getting rid of the rest of your Taylor Swift popcorn buckets. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just off. give them out at this point. Sell them for a dollar. Yeah. Um, Someone will take it. Sell them. We've heard from some of our places that you just need to promote that you're selling them and yes. people yes. come in and just buy them <laughs> straight out. Those are the thinkers. Well done, guys. <laughs> Get out there. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.